here to fetch kindling to keep his fireplaces roaring in winter. Looking at this mess, he turned still as stone, as if he had been looking at it all his life. I picked up a codex. There was very little wood left of its original covers. The dust of the ages seemed to be the only solvent holding it together. The old man didn't mind that I had raised it in my hands. I very carefully opened it, turned its friable torn leaves. My fingers were filthy with its dirt. I slowly, gently turned a few pages, looking at what remained of the faded ink on those pages. It was written in Latin, in an elegant hand. I tried to make out the words, tried to make sense of them. The elderly priest joined me in looking at the page. Good parchment, good atrament. Looks like cuttlefish, the best the Romans had. And the handwriting adept. A bit shaky, but adept. No cheap job, this one. He placed his own fingers to the pages, and while I continued to hold the codex, removed my free fingers from the pages and let his take their place. He was reading the Latin far more ably and with far more alacrity than I'd managed, and he pronounced the words in a whisper as he read. Tristissimus ominum, he whispered. He repeated the phrase no longer in a distracted whisper. Tristissimus hominum, the gloomiest of men, he translated. He seemed stunned. This is a book about Tiberius, he said, by someone who knew him, knew him. His fingers moved backwards through the pages with a professional care that didn't hide his intent and rising but expressionless excitement. Suddenly he stopped, his eyes fixed on a single word. The word was Jesus, the Latin form of Jesus. Jesus. And here again, in the accusative, Jesum. He muttered something to himself in Italian, something that I couldn't clearly hear. Then he looked to me. It was as if he'd discovered something that made every other discovery in the last two thousand years seem as nothing. This piece of overlooked kindling is the memoir of a man who knew both Tiberius and Jesus. It may be the only real proof that Jesus ever existed. He put the codex in his black briefcase. You must say nothing of this he told me. I nodded. We made our way to the file cabinet that held one of the medieval manuscripts I wanted to see for my research. We were both so fouled by the soot and dirt of the codex that we went first to a large wash sink nearby. He was with me. He located the manuscripts for me. But he was a thousand miles away. When I called him the next morning, he told me that we wouldn't be able to meet again for another two days, and that we should meet at a certain cafe in a certain secluded little piazza, a considerable distance from the Vatican. At the cafe, he explained that he'd torn two pieces from two sheets of the codex and had them tested at the library's laboratory. He had told the chief technician nothing about these scraps, only that the analysis was a matter of urgent importance. Every analytical test had been performed. The frail scraps had been exactingly examined by transmission electron microscope, by scanning electron microscope, by ion and electron microprobes, 
by energy dispersive X-ray spectrometer. Microscopic particles of the ink had been subjected to chemical analyses. The scraped goatskin parchment and the black ink on it were the same age, and dispersive penetration tests showed that the ink had been laid to the parchment since their making. Furthermore, the visual evidence of the nature of the pen that had been used, a calamus of the internal shell of the cuttlefish, and the form of unctual script of the fragments corroborated the technical conclusions. It's real, he said. Seeing that he'd somewhat lost me along the way, but not knowing quite where, he paused, then said, This calamus, the ancient Romans called it a calamarius, a sort of horny, flexible pen made from the bone in the cuttlefish, the inkfish. The word calamari comes from this, but calamari is squid, cuttlefish are sepia. Latin, Italian, the cuttlefish.